1 Samuel chapters 11 through 13. Then Naash the Ammonite went up and besieged Jabal Gilead, and all the men of Jabesh said to Naash, Make a treaty with us, and we will serve you. But Nahash the Ammonite said to them, On this condition I will make a treaty with you, that I gouge out all your right eyes and thus bring disgrace on all Israel. The elders of Jabesh said to him, Give us seven days respite, that we may send messengers through all the territory of Israel. Then, if there is no one to save us, we will give ourselves up to you. When the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul, they reported the matter in the ears of the people, and the people wept aloud. Now, behold, Saul was coming from the field behind the oxen, and Saul said, What is wrong with the people? That they are weeping. So they told him the news of the men of Jabesh, and the Spirit of God rushed upon Saul when he heard these words, and his anger was greatly kindled. He took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces, and sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by the hand of the messengers, saying, Whoever does not come out after Saul and Samuel, so shall it be done to his oxen. Then the tribe of the Lord fell upon the people, and they came out as one man. When he mustered them at Bezek, the people of Israel were three hundred thousand, and the men of Judah thirty thousand. And they said to the messengers who had come, Thus shall you say to the men of Jabesh Gilead, Tomorrow by the time the sun is hot, you shall have salvation. When the messengers came and told the men of Jabesh, they were glad. Therefore the men of Jabesh said, Tomorrow we will give ourselves up to you, and you will do to us whatever seems good to you. And the next day Saul put the people in three companies, and they came into the midst of the camp in the morning, and watched the struck down the Ammonites until the heat of the day, and those who survived were scattered, so that no two of them were left together. Then the people said to Samuel, Who is it that said, Shall Saul reign over us? Bring the men, that we may put them to death. But Saul said, not a man shall be put to death this day, for today the Lord has worked salvation in Israel. Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal, and there renew the kingdom. So all the people went to Gilgal, and they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they sacrificed peace offerings before the Lord, and there Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. And Samuel said to Israel, Behold, I have obeyed your voice in all that you have said to me, and have made king over you. And now, behold, the king walks before you, and I am old and gray, and behold, my sons are with you. I have walked before you from my youth until this day. Here I am. Testify against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Or whose donkey have I taken? Or whom have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed? Or from whose hand have I taken a bribe to blind my eyes with it? Testify against me, and I will restore it to you. They said, You have not defrauded us, or oppressed us, or taken anything from any man's hand. And he said to them, The Lord is witness against you, and has anointed is, is witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand. And they said, He is witness. And Samuel said to the people, the Lord is witness. He appointed Moses and Aaron and brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Now, therefore, stand still that I may plead with you before the Lord concerning all the righteous deeds of the Lord that he performed for you and for your fathers. 
When Jacob went into Egypt and the Egyptians oppressed him, then your father cried out to the Lord, and the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, who brought your fathers out of Egypt and made them dwell in this place. But they forgot the Lord their God, and he sold them into the hand of Caesarea, commander of the army of Hazor, and into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of the king of Moab, and they fought against them. And they cried out to the Lord and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. But now deliver us out of the hand of our enemies that we may serve you. And the Lord sent to Jerubbaal and Barak and Japheth and Samuel and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side. And you lived in safety. And when you saw that Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, came against you, you said to me, No, but a king shall reign over us, when the Lord your God was your king. And now, behold, the king whom you have chosen, for whom you have asked, behold, the Lord has set a king over you. If you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, and if both you and the king who reigns over you will follow the Lord your God, it will be well. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you and your king. Now, therefore, stand still and see this great thing that the Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest today? I will call upon the Lord, and he may send thunder and rain, and you shall know and see your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord, in asking for yourselves a king. So Samuel called upon the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And all the people said to Samuel, Pray for your servants to the Lord, our, your God, that we may not die. For we have added to all our sins this evil, to ask for ourselves a king. And Samuel said to the people, Do not be afraid. You have done all this evil, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord. But serve the Lord with all your heart, and do not turn aside after emptying the empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his name's great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, and I will instruct you in the good and in the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart, for consider what great things he has done for you. But if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you and your king. Saul lived for one year and then became king. And when he had reigned for two years over Israel, Saul chose three thousand men of Israel. Two thousand were with Saul in Michmash and the hill country of Bethel, and a thousand were with Jonathan and Gibeah of Benjamin. The rest of the people he sent home, every man to his tent. Jonathan defeated the garrison of the Philistines that were at Geba, and the Philistines heard of it. And Saul blew the trumpet throughout all the land, saying, Let the Hebrews hear. And all Israel heard it, and said to Saul, that Saul had defeated the garrison of the Philistines, and also that Israel had become a stench to the Philistines. And the people were called out to join Saul at Gilgal, and the Philistines mustered to fight with Israel thirty thousand chariots and six thousand horsemen and troops, like the sand of the seashore in multitude. They came up and encamped in Michmash, to the east of Bethaven. 
When the men of Israel saw that they were in trouble, for the people were hard-pressed, the people hid themselves in caves, and in holes, and in rocks, and in tombs, and in cisterns. And some Hebrews crossed the fords of the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. Saul was still at Gilgal, and all the people followed him, trembling. He waited seven days, the time appointed by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattering from him. So Saul said, Bring the burnt offering here to me, and the peace offering. And he offered the burnt offering. As soon as he had finished offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. And Saul went out to meet him and greet him. Samuel said, What have you done? And Saul said, When I saw that the people were scattering from me, and that you did not come within the days appointed that the Philistines had mustered at Michmash, I said, Now the Philistines will come against me at Gilgal, and I have not sought the favor of the Lord. So I forced myself and offered the burnt offering. Samuel said to Saul, You have done so foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which is with which he commanded you. For take then, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever, but now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be prince over his people. Because you have not kept what the Lord commanded, and Samuel arose and went to Gilgal. The rest of the people went up after Saul to meet the army. They went up from Gilgal to Gibeah of Benjamin. And Saul numbered the people who were with present with him, about six hundred men. And Saul and Jonathan his son and the people who were present with them stayed in Gibeah of Benjamin, but the Philistines encamped at Michmash. And raiders came out of the camp of the Philistines in three companies. One company turned toward Ophorah, the land of Shual. Another company turned towards Beth Horan, and another company turned towards the border that looks down on the valley of Zeboim in the wilderness. Now there was no blacksmith to be found throughout all the land of Israel, for the Philistines said, Bless the Hebrews make for themselves swords and spears. But every one of the Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen his plowshare, Maddox, his axe, and his sickle. And the charge was two-thirds of a shekel for the plowshare, and for the mattocks, and a third of a shekel for sharpening of the axes, and for setting the goads. So, on the day of the battle, there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people of Saul and Jonathan. But Saul and Jonathan his son had them, and the garrison of the Philistines went out to pass of Michmash. Mark chapters 5 verses 1 through 20. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasians. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat immediately, there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him any more, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles to pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountain was he always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, son of the Most High God? I adjure you before God, by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. They begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs, let 
us enter them. So he gave them permission. Clean spirits came out and entered the pigs, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country, and people came to see what it was that had happened. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, who had had the legion, sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. And he did not but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and how much he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone marveled. All right, if you know a little bit about the history of the nation of Israel, you know that Saul's going to wind up not being a great guy. But here, let's be a little bit careful as we read in 1 Samuel chapters 11 through 13, the beginning of Saul's reign. Saul's not a bad guy from the beginning. From the very start, Saul seems to be someone that directs the people's attention towards God, the one who's going to be able to deliver them. He's saying, what are you afraid of? We've got God on our side. And the people seem to rally behind him. But something happens in chapter 12. Samuel tells Saul that he's not going to be preserved in his position as king, at least not through the generations that would follow him, because of a decision that Saul made. In Saul's own words, he describes the fear that came over him as he waited the seven days for Samuel to come to make a sacrifice before God before entering battle with the Philistines to deliver the people from the precarious situation that they have wound up in. And instead of waiting any longer, Saul takes it upon himself to make the sacrifice before God. He erred because Saul is not a priest. He erred because he was not patient for the Lord. He responded rather than pursuing to do what was right in the eyes of God. He did what was immediately necessary to please the people. You may be in a position of leadership in your church, and if you're not, as you continue to grow in maturity, the reality is you're going to become a leader in your church. That's just a part of the Christian ministry. That's the way that we function. In a leadership position, you're often faced with the choice to do what the people say, what seems comfortable and right, or to rely on what makes you qualified to be in that leadership position. Your maturing relationship with God, your growing knowledge of what God expects of you. It's really a decision of doing what is right and doing what is easy. We have to always choose to do what is right. This is what makes David different than Saul. As the Bible says that God was looking for a man who would be after his own heart, what we find in David is somebody who chooses to do what is right instead of what is easy. 
that has to be gratitude too. 